Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save at a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Good afternoon and 
and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. Check us out on our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on X, formerly Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on both Instagram and now on Threads. Check out the podcast, which is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base, but on all podcasting platforms, search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher, and you'll find that pretty easily. All right, uh, a lot to get into today. First of all, I want to remind everybody about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Ross Jackson joins us on the, on the program today. We literally broke down the depth chart. He literally told us everything he saw uh, that had to do, again, with the top three, and sometimes we went four deep on the depth chart. Uh, with the Saints. We did not cover Tulane or LSU today. Uh, you know, Ross covers the Saints. So we, we really went in depth with the Saints like we did last year during training camp on what he had saw so far. And, of course, uh, he did a great job. Check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLA-TV2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, WLA-TV2, and 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms hopefully this evening. It's on the WLA-TV YouTube page right now if you want to go check it out. Or, again, ericasher.com over the weekend. Our same, almost our same cast of, um, of guests today. Uh, we do have uh, Gary Smith at 415 talking Tulane. We do have Ross Jackson with, again, a, a return appearance after being with us this afternoon on TV, back on radio at 435 in his regular slot. And, of course, we have Ali Cassell who's going to talk about the Pelicans and also, again, the World Championships. Um, but Jordy Collada will not be here today. Jordy Collada will come back next week. It'll be you and I in the last uh, segment of the program. So I just want to give you all a heads up on that and remind you that today's program is brought to you by our great friends over the Oceana family of uh, restaurants. Uh, and I'm telling you, <laughs> man, if you're looking for a great bite to eat, Looking for some fantastic cocktails, great ambiance. Again, a uh, uh, a group of restaurateurs who, again, understand, again, how to make your next uh, uh, visit to a restaurant a dining experience. And then, of course, the employees who make that, again, special for you. I mean, that, that is that is laid out, Oceana uh, and the Oceana family of restaurants to a T. Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery, which this half hour is brought to you by 205 Bourbon Street. They're open seven days a week serving lunch and dinner. Man, look, check out the restaurant. First of all, the menu is outstanding. Yes, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, but, yes, you also have so many other great menu items that you can enjoy. Always great seafood. Always, again, fantastic steaks, barbecue ribs, burgers. I mean, you name it, they've got um, something for everyone on the menu. And then an extraordinary cocktail. Boy, I could use one right now. Just a nice uh, you know, cocktail from, again, one of the great mixologists over at uh, our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, some of the best mixologists in the city work for the Oceana family of restaurants. You can check us out, um, uh, at, again, at 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, there's a beautiful picture window that overlooks Bourbon Street. If you want to sit close to the uh, to the front of the restaurant, you can watch all the craziness and have to get into it. Uh, in the back of the restaurant is a beautiful uh, uh, French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. And then what? You've got one, two, that's right, one or two, no, two Bourbon Street balconies. You know that, right? Adjoining private rooms uh, with, again, private bar, private restroom. You, uh, they, they use that for an overflow for dining at Old New Orleans Cookery when, um, when, when they have long lines and they don't have an event. But if you're looking to have your next event, what a great place to do it. 205 Bourbon Street, right there in, 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 right there in front of everything that's going on, all the people coming into Bourbon Street pouring in. And then, of course, you got one, two Bourbon Street balconies, private bar, restaurant. Man, you can't do it any better. They know how to put a party on 
over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Friends, family, getting together with, 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 with your first date, maybe again, uh, it's a bunch of dates, or maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Make it over to Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, open, uh, again, seven days a week. Open late. Open late. Lunch and dinner. And, of course, to find out more, it's nolacookery.com. Nolacookery.com is always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, um, a lot to get into, so let's let's start. Again, first of all, I want to give uh, the LSU fans a little update here. Uh, it was a little bit of a yes and a no today. Um, the, uh, there were two recruits that, that, uh, that uh, committed today, uh, and one was four-star running back Caden Durham out of Deaconville, Texas. Uh, says he absolutely loves the Tigers. Uh, he will be a he will be a big asset for this team going forward, but they did lose out on five star edge Colin Simmons, also again of Duncanville, Texas. Uh, he he chose the University of Texas. So uh, as far as the uh, the situation with uh, with LSU, they were hoping to be able to get both of these players, but again they got one of the two. And look, let me say this: um, we have some pretty good defensive linemen coming out of LA, coming out of Louisiana. I mean, I'm not saying again that again that it's it's like it was maybe you know 20 years ago, uh, but we really still have some really good linemen coming out coming out of um, uh, out of uh, Louisiana. You could see it across the board on LSU's team. So uh, again, they lose out on, on the five-star Colin Simmons, but they get Caden uh, Durham, four-star running back, and uh, that adds that to that stable uh, for next year. All right, let's talk a little Tulane. Uh, Tulane again uh, in the midst of their fall camp. Uh, also, the Tulane basketball team just getting back from, from China. We'll talk about that. To break it down for us, one of the best we have uh, when it comes to all sports, but he does cover the Tulane Green Wave, UNO, uh, and all local sports for uh, The Advocate, Newell.com, and the Times Picayune. His website, The Wave Report, is the most comprehensive look at Tulane athletics. Period. The end. End of story. Uh, again, there's no one, again, that covers Tulane more. No one that's going to tell you, give you more information than Tulane on a daily basis. Uh, if you're a Tulane fan, subscribe to the Wave Report. Gary Smith joins us on the program. Gary, how are you? Doing great, Eric. Doing great. Gary, thanks again, as always, man, for joining us. Look, before we get into Tulane, I want to talk a little bit about the conference realignment. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the future there. We know, again, now the disintegration of the, uh, of the Pac-12. Uh, we know that, again, there are four schools that are still looking to be able to, again, find a home. Two of those schools, uh, Cal and Stanford, uh, are looking hard at the ACC. Um, whether that happens or not, we don't know. Um, even the Big 12 right now, again, with probably adding adding more schools. You look at what happened with the Big 10, what they're doing, maybe, you know, 16, 18 before, before it's all said and done. It could be 20. SEC looking like they're not going to be adding any schools, at least at this moment. But there could be a possibly down the line, maybe uh, Florida State. I don't know if a Clemson will ever leave, leave uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference. But, again, if, if they are looking to be able to um, – uh, get get into a, a conference where, you know, again they've uh, you know they got some real competition that maybe they'll move on. But what are your thoughts about conference realignment so far? And then the other it, part part of the question is Tulane. Where are they right now? Especially with everything that's that's going on, you know, the American could pick up uh, could pick up some some teams here as well. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, my my 
my thought on conference realignment is just proves again that money is the root of all evil because <laughs> right. this stuff makes no sense on any on any deal except for money. And that's what these programs are doing. They're trying to chase as much money as they can for football only. Yes, it does pay for the other programs, but none of the decisions are made based on, at all based on any other sport that, that, that a school has. So in general, I, I can't stand the whole thing. And the, 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 when it tipped the scales was, for me was when USC and UCLA left the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. That just I have I have friends that went to the Pac twelve schools. Not one of them, not one of them, could understand that move because they're not interested in the the money aspect of it. They're just interested in actually playing in your region <laughs> and stuff that actually makes sense to everybody in the world. Um, so, but but let's get past that because I'm not going to be able to change the world. That's the reality that that we're in now. I've always felt like the ACC was the best fit. For Tulane, if, if Tulane was going to be moving moving to another conference, its student body footprint <laughs> is largely on the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I don't right now. I don't think Tulane's a major player in any of those things. Tulane's not. I mean that that you know, they're they're an afterthought in terms of what these conferences are are, are deciding to do. And I don't right. I, I I don't see any major changes um, on the horizon. Certainly this year, <laughs> that right. that nothing nothing's going to change there. We just got to see how it falls out. Uh, apparently. The ACC decided not to invite Cal and Stanford yet, um, so we got to see where the four orphans from the Pac-12 end up, um, right. and, and then you know, and then and then we'll we'll see what happens. But actually, I, I think Tulane for now is in pretty good shape in, in the American Athletic Conference um, for this. It's a stable conference for this year, and and let's let's see what happens with the fallout from other teams and where the dominoes fall. But I've always felt like the ACC was the best fit. So I, 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 I could just never wrap my brain around the Pac-12 when it was the real, when it was a real conference. And I, I still see some people thinking Tulane should leave the American athletic conference for the, with the four orphans in the Pac-12. That, that to me is just ludicrous <laughs> on every front. But uh, I, I think if it, if it shapes out that Tulane is going into a new conference and that involves Tulane continuing to have success in football, um, continuing to show the commitment to athletics that they've shown under Troy Dannon and, and Willie Fritz and, and the whole current administration, um, I think the ACC would be the most likely landing spot down the road. But there's a lot of hurdles in that, too. And, and I just don't – there's nothing imminent on the front this year, that's for sure. That's for sure. I would agree with you there. And, of course, now, again, especially with, again, some of the new members of the ACC, if, they, if again, they're yeah. adopted, if they're allowed to come in, taking less money. Yeah. SMU saying, we're not taking any money for five years. we got a deep yeah. war chest. Uh, both Cal and Stanford saying, look, we'll take less money, but maybe, the, again, the TV money will cover our travel expenses for, for all, of our, um, all of our sports. Tony's not in a position to take less money from a conference nope. right now. So if, that, if that's the case, no. I mean, again, yeah. right now there's, there's going to be no move to the ACC. Yeah, I mean the whole point of moving because it, it, again it's all about money <laughs> uh, right now, and and the whole point of moving is money. And if you're taking a much smaller share, then there's no point in it at the moment. Uh, Jim, we'll go. We'll, we'll, let's see how it shakes out again. I I I, I think yeah. Obviously, the American Athletic Conference doesn't make anywhere near the money that the that the big four conferences make right now. But I do think it's in better shape than I thought it was, <laughs> and we talked about that last week when the when Cincinnati, Houston, and uh, UCF left. I think the new additions are not as bad as I thought they would be originally, and I and, and UTSA I think is going to be a major football program down the road. So let's see how it shakes out this year. Yep, no doubt. Let's talk about the upgrades for Tulane. Let's talk about the field and talk about the locker room, which was uh, which was yep. introduced. I mean, this is the next step for Tulane. 
Right. I mean, the locker room, they, I, I have not actually seen the locker room. I've seen the, the schematics of, of it, but yeah, it, it's upgrade. It, it was, it was not, it was substandard. There's no other way to put it Eric, in, in the past. And they have now upgraded to where it, it, it's pretty nice. And, and, and that's huge because that was you know, one, one of the albatrosses in the program is certain is some of the facilities and the locker room was one of them. They didn't want to show recruits the locker room <laughs> when, when they visited stuff like that. So, right. so that's, that's out of the way. Now the, the field, I think is a big deal. I mean, they, you want to talk about commitment. Um, <laughs> when the turf wore out from the original, you know, they, they apparently have about a four to five year lifespan. When, when the turf wore, wore out at the, from Yalman stadium, the first edition, apparently they took right. an off brand um, about four or five years ago. And that was causing all kinds of problems. It basically had, a, it had a failure last year. Um, they, they were having issues. People were slipping. Um, they, they kept it pretty swept under the rug <laughs> pretty well. Um, but but there were major problems with that field, and it was incredibly hot. Um, the, the surface, it, uh, Willie Fritz said they used to take a temperature gauge out there before practice in the preseason, and it was 15 degrees hotter on the field than the, than the air temperature. They now have the Dallas Cowboys field um, from AT&T Stadium, the, the exact right. same surface that's there. Um, it, it, it's state-of-the-art. It's it's designed the, the way it's set up to be 10 degrees cooler than the service temperature. And you better believe it's made a big deal this, this preseason because this is the I hottest bet. weather we've ever had in the history of New Orleans. It's been absolutely right. brutal. Now, Tulane practices early. They're usually done mm-hmm. by 930 or so, so that helps. But if they'd been practicing on the old field, I think there would have been all kinds of problems. And it's attested to the shape the team's in. I've seen fewer cramps this year than I have in yeah. any other year under under Willie Fritz, in, in, even with the hot weather. That, that's obviously a, a tribute to Kurt Hester, their strength and conditioning coordinator. But yes. I think the, the new the new field is playing a big factor in that. Because players, players are literally telling me that last that at times last year it would feel like their feet were on fire when they were practicing right. through their shoes. So Wow. Uh, ranked 23rd overall in the college football coaches poll. Um, first time ever for Tulane. I, I, that, that caught me by surprise because I thought, man, Batman, yeah. man, in the 70s, they had to be ranked, right? I'm, yeah, I'm well, thinking, well let's, <laughs> first of all, the, first, the coaches poll never had a preseason poll until 1978. So okay, um, it, it's possible that 1970, although they weren't in the top 25 in AP in any of those poll, preseason polls either, right. but the coaches poll, the first one was 1978, and, and it's never happened. I kept having people ask me about 1999 after the 12 and 0 season. <laughs> Tulane didn't mm-hmm. even get a vote that year. And that, that, that's right. my point, and that, that made sense because I mean, they went undefeated in 1998 because of Tommy Bowden and yes. John King and Rich right. Rodriguez, and none of them were there the, the next year. I mean, they went, by what did they go, four and seven, something like that. I mean, I, people were expecting better than that. But I, you could see the slide coming that year. And that was the only realistic year that they would have been in the top 25. Um, I thought maybe 1980 when they were nine and two with the rock honest team and Larry Smith, but they had a coaching change right. and rock honest was gone the next year too, that year. Um, so no, it, it's never happened before. And it, 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 it's a big deal. It, it tells you one, it tells you the respect that Tulane has because they're the only mm-hmm. group of five program in the top 25 UTSA right. is two time defending conference champion with a seven year, a seventh year starting quarterback coming back and, and they're not in the top 25, but boy, that, that Cotton Bowl win was so big for Tulane in terms of the national perception because it was one of the greatest, right. it was the best bowl game of the year last year. A lot of people watched it. They saw the spectacular performance, and, 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 and I think that, that, was a, that was a huge factor in, in, in where Tulane is right now in terms of perception. 
Gary Smith of the Wave Report and all that kind of the Times Picayune is with us. Uh, Gary, let's talk a little bit about uh, about practice thus far. First of all, in, uh, I haven't heard of any major injuries out there. I'm knocking on wood now for all Tulane fans out there. Uh, yeah. Am I correct? I, I would probably true there. Willie Fritz is very close-lipped about injuries. Now, I, I've been out there. I would say um, possibly Noah Taliantich, um, I, I, he, he got injured. I don't know yet whether that's going to be significant significant or not but uh they don't they they don't give updates on on, on injuries but it's, it's been good there's been let's put there's been no knees and no achilles <laughs> those are the two that go. wipe you out for the year and you know they they, they had a few they had they, they had a three or four last year either right before, either in preseason practice or the first couple of weeks of the year and so far they haven't had a single injury like that so so that that's that's absolutely good news because that that's when you have a good team that's priority yep. number one is not getting anybody hurt right. <laughs> how have they looked How's the when when you when, when you look at the just overall the talent level mm-hmm. as it compared to last year and how they look so far in practice? Yeah, it's funny because when people ask me to name particular standouts in practice that I hadn't yeah, that I hadn't noticed before, I I don't really have any names for you. It's just the depth looks good. They just look good. <laughs> I mean, they they look they the, the the total talent level is so noticeably different from from the past. That that's that's the big thing. Um, and, and again, the first thing, the first place I point to is the defensive line because it sure looks like they've got two guys at every position. Um, I, I I have a my lead notebook in the Advocate and in NOAA.com um, that's going to come out later today is on Eric Hicks. He's a guy people overlook a lot. He started every game last year except for one because Adonis Prelo, who was a preseason All-American Athletic Conference pick, he, he tore his ACL the week right. less than a week before the opener. Eric Hicks started every game but one, played well. And as Willie Fritz told me, he's a guy he, – he doesn't wow you, but what he does do is never blows an assignment, never gets out of his gap, and he plays the nose exactly like you wanted to do. And he's been practicing first team all all preseason while Adonis Frelo, who's still coming back from the from the ACL, is, is been working with the second team. Um, when you've got Adonis Frelo not on the first team, that tells you a lot about the, the the talent level up front, and it's like that at every all four positions up front. Um, Darius Hodges has not been practicing with the first team for a lot of preseason is um it's sort of similar to, to last preseason too um they've just got a ton of playmakers up front and everybody knows you win football in the trenches and and, and i haven't even gotten to the offensive line which willie fritz has already called his best offensive line in his in his tenure in, in new Orleans. so when you're when you're deep on the offensive line and talented and you're deep and talented on the defensive line mm-hmm. good things are usually going to follow Yep, no doubt. Good things are happening for the uh, for the uh, part of the Tulane basketball team right now. Uh, they go over to China, representing the United States in the, in the World University Games. How they turn? How did it turn out? They did well for the most part. They played one stinker um, against Brazil in the in, in the semifinals, where they where basically everything that can go wrong with the Ron Hunter team all went wrong in the same game. They got out rebounded like fifty nine to thirty three. We've seen that at times in, in the past. They couldn't make three point shots. And they, they gave up too many wide open three point shots to a very well drilled Brazil team that, that really picked them apart defensively. But that, that was the outlier in the tournament. The U.S. won every, and Tulane won every other game while they were there. And, 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 and Colby King, their point guard transfer from St. John's was, was a revelation to me because I'd read it when he transferred to Tulane. I, I brought up all his clippings from when he signed with St. John's and it was kind of the word on him was that he was a really good athlete who fit into Mike, Mike Anderson, who, who believed in that, you know, 40 minutes of hell, Nolan Richardson pressure defense. And he really fit into that type of system, but that he wasn't that good an offensive player and was going to take some time to develop. 
he was a terrific offensive player for Tulane in the whole 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 tournament in China. Really good at finishing in the lane, decent outside shot, and just in control at, at all times. And obviously, um, with Jalen Cook leaving for LSU, Tulane had a hole at point guard, and and, and this guy is going to feel he's not he's certainly not as explosive as Jalen Cook, but he, he's he's going to be one of Tulane's best players. And and Tulane already had a pretty good team coming back, but that was their that was one of their biggest needs, and, and he felt that he was good in, in in every game over there. It wasn't just one or two; it was all all six that they that they played over there, and I, I think that's really encouraging. Um, and, and the other and Jalen Fords, we know what they have in Jalen Jalen Fords, we know yes. what they have in Kevin Cross, we know what they have in Sean James. They played pretty well over there too. But but Colby King was the was was the revelation for me, and 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 I think and, and getting to work together with his teammates in China and play all those games is going to be huge once the season starts. Again, Tulane has started slow under Ron Hunter in the past couple of years. I think this will be the kickstart for them to to get off to a much better opening this season, having played together in games that mattered over in China. Beautiful. As always, man, appreciate your time each and every week. Again, give us an update on Tulane, what's happened here locally. Let the folks know about your fantastic website, what you got coming up for us in the paper and online, and how folks can follow you on social media. Sure. My, my website is uh, thewavereport.com, tulane.rivals.com, and update every single day. I've been to every practice. Um, every if, if, if a player or coach has uttered a word in the interview room afterwards, you, you, you get it verbatim on, on that website. You get my opinions and analysis of, what, of, what's, analysis of what's going on each day. You don't get that anywhere else. There's no, nobody else is doing that. And it's absolutely worth every penny <laughs> if you're a Tulane football fan. Um, Twitter, um, at Gareth Smith, G-U-E-R, Smith. Um, with, with updates uh, at tomorrow, I, I've written four. Sto- I've written four stories this week. I'm going to tweet out all four stories tomorrow. I did that last Saturday. It was really pretty popular with people. Um, so that anybody that missed anything on NOLA.com can read all four off my off my Twitter. Um, so yeah, that's 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 where you can find me. And again, I've been I've, if, if Tulane practices, there'll be a story later that day on NOLA.com every single day. Does such a great job covering all the local sports, especially Tulane. Thank you for your time on our program. Look forward to our conversation next week. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Gary Smith. Again, Wave Report, NOLA.com, the Tom Spicune, and the Advocate. Hey, I want to tell you right now before we go to break, um, Jordan Schultz is reporting that the Saints have signed Jalen Smith, uh, the linebacker formerly of the uh, Cowboys and Giants, uh, former Pro Bowler, um, and uh, a guy that uh, is needed and necessary right now because of the uh, uh, the lack of really, again, uh, I, I don't want to say quality depth. I, I want to say experience depth, okay? Again, we'll, we'll see how much quality they have over the, over the next three weeks, in the next two weeks, as the Saints take on Kansas City on, on Sunday and then do the uh, joint practices versus the uh, Chargers and Texans next week and then the following week here in New Orleans against Houston. So we'll find out what they have in terms of quality depth. But this guy could end up helping the Saints, again, um, bar left without a contract. Suppose it wasn't about money, uh, but again, uh, he has not signed. So the Saints now go with uh, Jalen Smith, uh, the former Cowboy, the former Giant. All right, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, we are just in. Uh, you heard Gary say it. I talked about it yesterday. I mean, everybody's talking about it. It is the talking point of the city right now. This is the hottest uh, week that we have had uh, in. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. May, they were talking about this. Uh, they were talking about the '80s, right? But but this maybe in a hundred years, when you talk about hundred degree temperatures, hundred degrees again today was that three out of the last four days of that we've had hundred degree temperatures here in New Orleans. You cannot live without air conditioning. 
Uh, and if your air conditioning is not blowing cool air, if you're having issues with it, maybe it's time to be able to, again, uh, you know, uh, uh, bring in a company that you can trust to be able to give you a price on a brand new air conditioning system. Go with a company I've trusted for decades, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. So it doesn't matter where you live in the metropolitan area, they'll get to you, and they'll get to you quickly. They have 15 trucks in the field, a 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. And if you're looking for service like everybody else is right now, uh, they'll be there only doing the work that's necessary. Look, I got peace of mind knowing that when Burkhardt comes to work on my system, they're only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, I don't have to worry about them gouging, cheating. I don't know the inner workers of my AC. I got, to, I got to get an individual or a company that I trust, and I trust Burkhardt. I've trusted them for 30 years. You can as well. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, that's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Ross Jackson's next. I'm Eric Asher. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by KFC. KFC's new ultimate barbecue fried chicken sandwich is the chicken sandwich of summer. Extra crispy chicken topped with delicious honey barbecue sauce, hickory smoked bacon, onions, and pickles. It's a barbecue in every bite. That's finger licking good. Good afternoon, eastbound I-10 between 610 and Downman. Seeing some slow traffic right now. That's just volume slowing that we see. Stop and go between the Legion Fields and the I-10 merge. In South Claiborne at uh, Gravier Street, we are working an accident in the Central Business District. Also looks like uh, Franklin Avenue at Abundance Street. Avenue, Abundant Street, rather, an accident, General Meyer Avenue at Steeplechase Lane, a crash, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi, Eric Asher, once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning, it's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. 
Talk to Burkhardt about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill. Also, don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Don't forget about the Hideout Bar, but Bobby A. Bear's, again, um, rated number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Uh, come on down. We're getting ready to get into football. So you got football all weekend long. You want to just sit there and vegetate on football, you can do that, again, with a, with a fantastic menu that has, again, all your New Orleans favorites on it. Uh, then, then, of course, don't forget about the amazing cocktails, the incredible beer selection, and then TVs everywhere, 30-plus TV screens. Yes, folks, even TVs in the restroom. You'll never miss a play. And then, of course, in between, again, commercial breaks, take a walk around the restaurant because uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant is unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. What does that mean? Yeah, the cuisine is outstanding. Again, and you, this, all you got to do is go to one of the Oceana Family restaurants that you know. Uh, they're putting out gr- uh, great food for you every single day. But, yes, the memorabilia. Some of that memorabilia is one-of-a-kind memorabilia that adorns the walls of Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. And, again, you can get lost in it just like you're in a museum. Absolutely fantastic. The ambiance is second to none. Um, great, great bartenders. Uh, those mixologists, again, are some of the best uh, out there making amazing cocktails. Hey, you're looking for a great bite to eat in Metairie, a place that's open late for you seven days a week. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, so good. All part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, our proud sponsor here on a Thursday. All right, Ross Jackson doing me an incredible favor today, giving me a uh, two, uh, double dipping with me. Not only was he on the TV show, which, again, he just knocked it out the park as he always does, but, re- but joining us in his regular slot on radio today, we are so grateful. Locked on Saints podcasts, Saints news, and, and also CrestedSports.com. You can't miss it. Uh, his podcast, again, uh, gives you an opportunity to know exactly what's happening with your New Orleans Saints. And, of course, he joins us right now on the program. Ross, how are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. Doing great. Glad to be with you here again, and uh, looking forward to continuing the conversation. There you go. It was a great conversation. I mean, I talked about it earlier. Ross, Ross really broke, broke down the entire depth chart without a depth chart in front of him. Okay? I had the depth chart in front of me, and he's just going memory. Boom, 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 boom. Got to check out the show tonight, 6 o'clock on WLA-TV, and, of course, all our rebroadcast as well. Let's, let's jump into Jalen Smith first. He signs with the Saints today. You and I discussed a, a little bit of him on, on the TV show, but it is official now. What are the Saints getting in Jalen Smith? Yeah, I think you're getting a guy that's a, a career, you know, veteran player. You know, um, Mickey Loomis kind of spoke before training camp opened up, saying that there were a couple of positions that he would like to get players with NFL experience involved in, in, in back there in terms of the depth. And I think a linebacker was probably one of those positions, even though he went on to, to decline to, to, to uh, kind of define which positions he was discussing. It seemed like linebacker was probably one of them. And so I think that the addition of Jalen Smith gives you that. Um, Jalen played over 500 uh, coverage snaps in the last three full years that he played with Dallas. So it was in 18, 19, and 20 before he was, you know, split midseason uh, in 2021, and then spent last year with the uh, 
with the Giants. But while he was with the Dallas Cowboys toward the end of his tenure there, he was a big-time coverage guy for them. Uh, he's got 14 total pass breakups in his career. He's allowed six touchdowns, but that's not a lot when you consider the fact that he's played over 2,400 uh, pass uh, uh, coverage snaps. Uh, so that's a little bit more about what he does. He's a bit more of a coverage guy, an off-ball guy, which is exactly what Dennis Allen said just a couple of days ago was something that they don't really know who they have when it comes to coverage linebacker behind guys like Tamario Davis and Pete Werner. So he gives you an option for one of those types of players. Ross Jackson with us, Locked on Saints podcast. Uh, Ross, let's, let's talk a little bit about the offensive line. You talked about in your podcast recently about maybe James Hurst taking over for Andres Pete. You mentioned that today on the TV show. When you look at this offensive line, uh, the strength of the offensive line, again, who you think ultimately may be the, uh, the, the ultimate starters on week one, and, uh, again, what type of quality depth they're going to have and who may be those guys that back up uh, the starters. Yeah, for sure. I think along the offensive line, you'll see the majority of what you're accustomed to seeing from last season, except, you know, you knew that Trevor, Trevor Penning at left tackle was part of the plan last year, but unfortunately the injuries got in the way of that. But so you've got left tackle uh, with Trevor Penning at center. You've got Eric McCoy at right guard. You've got Cesar Ruiz. And then at right tackle, you've got Ryan Ramchek. And that's, that's pretty static. I, I think that where the competition is or where the chance for some shakeup is, is at left guard, as you mentioned. Between James Hurst and Andrews Pete, Andrews Pete dealing with injuries again here over the course of the offseason. James Hurst is available. He's been there. He's played a lot of games for the Saints. The Saints really like him. They see him as a starter quality player. Uh, and this brings us back to a comment that Zach Shreve made during the, uh, the, the Hall of Fame golf game from last season, uh, where he mentioned that, yeah, there was a potential that you saw James Hurst and Trevor Penning on the field together. And now here we are a year later. And that looks like that might be coming to fruition depending upon how the rest of preseason and training camp goes. Uh, Depth-wise, I think that if Andrew Speed ends up being a depth player for you, you've got one of the better interior depth players in the NFL. He can also play left tackle for you, so that's good. And you can expand the longevity by having him as a healthy bench player. Um, and, you know, contract-wise, you're not super married to him having to be a starter. He accelerated the end of his deal to the end of this year, so you're not carrying anything, you know, super uh, cumbersome over into the final years or anything like that. So, there's a chance that that happens. Uh, you know, draft pick Nick Saldaveri, somebody that can back up any, any tackle and guard position for the Saints. And then Max Garcia is a guy that I really like that they brought in to be a backup at center, which was kind of that pesky place where if you had an injury at center, you had to disrupt two different spots on your offensive line because you're moving Cesar Rees over to center and then replacing your right guard. I think the biggest challenge for them now is to figure out who's their backup left tackle behind Trevor Pinning. Where does a guy like Landon Young, for instance, fit in? Uh, or if there's another player that potentially uh, comes up to that spot. And then, you know, if you can find another one of those versatile pieces that can play multiple positions like a Lewis Kidd or a Calvin Throckmorton, those guys can end up back on the roster as well. With Alan Kamara getting the uh, three-game suspension, uh, Kareem Hunt not signing with the team this this year, uh, the, the, the three in training camp, we have Williams, Miller, obviously Kamara's going to be out. You know, Kurt Merritt again with the hamstring today goes out. And then you got uh, you got uh, Merriweather as well. Is that a position where they may add a player? And, and if not, how do you like the depth there for the first three games minus Kamara? Yeah, I actually like the depth of James Hurst, Kendra Miller, and then either Kirk Merritt or Ellis Merriweather. The issue becomes if you're not able to make that decision anymore, do you bring in more competition there? And the reason why I mentioned that is because, as you mentioned, you have the recurring hamstring issue for Kirk Merritt now. How long does that keep him out? 
Is it just a tightness thing that they pulled him off the field so that it didn't get worse? Will we see him back at practice tomorrow at the Superdome? That will all be worth watching. But if for whatever reason Kirk Merritt is not able to continue for you know a little bit of time here, then I could see them investing in maybe another running back, a guy that I really like that's still on the market, at least was still on the market earlier today, is J.D. JD McKissick, who is you know a fantastic kind of quintessential pass-catching yes. uh, running back. And so uh, I think that if you, know, if you need to, you can go out there, you can find somebody. Uh, I thought that the, the idea of signing Kareem Hunt was probably going to be a little uh, kind of a burn of income anyway because what do you do with him after the third game once Alvin Kamara right. is back on the roster? You know, what do you do with, you know, or, or are you suggesting that you start Kareem Hunt or put have Kareem Hunt getting reps ahead of Kendra Miller? What does that mean that you're doing with Kendra Miller? It just didn't make a lot of sense. So as long as they can get that third running back out of either Kirk Merritt or Ellis Merriweather, I think they're okay. I think going and looking for another running back comes down to if you can't get a real look at either one of those guys moving forward. For, for those who haven't seen Merriweather play yet, and you have described him again to a T on the, on the TV program today, if you would, give us a description of the type of back he is uh, yeah. uh, for the Saints right now. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Latavius, just being kind of this bigger back that can run between the tackles but has the athleticism to get around the edge as well. He's also a guy that, you know, look, he's not a, he's not a pass catcher by trait, but he is somebody that can catch some passes for you. He's made some difficult catches here in uh, training camp throughout and then at his frame at six foot two 225 pounds kind of fits that Latavius Murray mold of a guy that can like fall down and pick up you know as long as he's falling forward he's picking you up two more yards like he's that kind of a player um, and, and I think that you've seen some promising things from him I think he's one of those guys that maybe has flown into the radar a lot over the course of camp and and could be somebody kind of like Tony Jones Jr. in the past that comes in as an undrafted free agent and the Saints end up really liking him. Um, let's talk a little about the um, uh, the battle between Alante Taylor uh, and and uh, also um, oh gosh um, uh, Paulson oh, Adiba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paulson Adiba. Well, how do you think it's going? Who do you think has the edge right now? And then who, if they lose out, are those guys just backing up, or are they on the field? Yeah, I think Paulson Adiba would give the edge for right now, and and I think that that's a good situation for the Saints to be in. He's the un- incumbent guy. And so you didn't really want this to turn into a, like a tie goes to the runner type of a situation, you know, to where you know neither player outperforms the other, and so you just give it to the guy that had it before. I think right now Paul Tanigo's in the lead because he's earned that recognition. And, and because of that, I think that one of two things happens. Either the Saints get to appoint that job back to Paul Tanigo because he earned it, or a guy like Alante Taylor turns it around and has this you know, magnificent performance to close out training camp and earns the spot. I think both of those, either one of those are wins. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints. But I think that in either case, uh, when you look at you know what happens with the one that doesn't win, I think you have a really stout backup, and you probably have a rotational player there too, but depending upon the matchup that you get with a specific wide receiver or a specific offense and things like that. Maybe you utilize Paul Sinadibo against the bigger, more physical wide receivers, and then you utilize Alonzo Taylor against the smaller, shiftier, faster wide receivers, things like that that you can kind of utilize. And so I think that either way, those guys are going to get playing time. I don't think, though, that either one of them is going to be starting in the slot anytime soon. Um, they, they've given Alante Taylor some of the opportunity there, and he's coming along, but one offseason just really isn't enough time to kind of learn that whole new position, and you know, especially when you haven't had exposure to it at all outside of that. So I, I think you know it's very likely that when you think about trying to get the best 11 players on the field, that neither one of those guys playing in the slot makes them one of the best 11 players on the field. You've got guys like Bradley Roby and Ugo Amadi, who's 
specialized in the slot. And so I could see either one of those guys ahead of Paulson Adebo or Alante Taylor, whichever one doesn't win that outside corner position when it comes to the slot. Ross Jackson locked on Saints is with us. Ross, um, I have really not asked you a lot about this because I really wanted to, to be able to see what Michael Thomas is going to look like in preseason and if he gets some mm-hmm. snaps, and I believe he will. But more importantly, again, what's going to happen next week in California and the final week back here in New Orleans as they take on the Chargers and the, uh, and the Texans with those controlled practices. How has he looked? Does, is, it, is he the same fluid receiver? How is he on his breaks? I mean, we know he can catch the football. Is he as physical as he's been in the past? Has he lost any speed? Uh, has he rounded into shape yet? Well, give us, a, give us a, a scouting report on Michael Thomas right now. Yeah, I think he's still trying to capture what his, what his top-end speed is at this point after both of those foot injuries or, and, and how he ends up handling that. So. He hasn't been the, you know, he's never really been the speed guy or anything, but you can tell that he's maybe, you know, trying to catch his step a little bit, trying to get back up to where he was. And, and I think that's to be expected at this point in the offseason, at this point through training camp. Uh, the Saints have done a really good job kind of resting him and then working him and then resting him and then working him so that he's not overworking or potentially overextending uh, what could go on with either one of those foot injuries. And all, but I mean, he's still been a reliable, solid receiver. I think the only cornerback that's really given him much trouble has been uh, Marshawn Lattimore. But Marshawn Lattimore has given everyone trouble. Uh, he's playing at a very, very high level right now in camp. And so I think there's still a lot of uh, reason to feel positive about who Michael Thomas will be in 2023, as long as the expectation is that he, he's going to be 2019 Michael Thomas. That that's just even if he was at his absolute healthiest, that just wouldn't be a, a reasonable expectation. And so I think that what you're looking for is, like, can he recapture something akin to his rookie season uh, where he had just over 1,000 yards, just over 90 catches, and, a few, and you know, uh, more than a handful of touchdowns. I think that's really kind of what you're looking for him to be here in 2023, especially now that he's actually got a supporting group of receivers around him and guys like Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid. So overall, I'd say that he's not 100%. That's pretty clear. Uh, but I don't think that he's far off either, and I don't think that there's any concern that he's going to get there before week one. Jeff on the West Bank wants to know, are there any sleepers in camp that are going to emerge over the next few weeks that will make this team that maybe we were discounting? So glad you asked, Steve. Um, Ellis Merriweather, I think, is one of them to absolutely watch. Number 35 when you're watching the preseason game uh, this weekend. Another guy that I'm keeping in mind is actually number zero. First guy to wear number zero here in New Orleans since 1968, uh, Ugo Amati. Um, Ugo's 5'9", just over 200 pounds. Uh, and he plays like he's like six foot three, two hundred fifteen. I mean, he plays well above his size, and he plays everywhere. He plays in the box. He plays deep. He plays as a safety. He plays as a split safety. He'll play as a slot corner. All these other things. He has had an uh, an outstanding camp so far. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him and other folks to really get an eye on him uh, throughout those preseason games. And then another safety that I'll mention is Smoke Monday, number thirty eight. Um, he's a guy that has gotten some real opportunities here that. Uh, recently to where he's been able to make some plays on the football. He had an interception today, interception a couple days ago to in-team drills against uh, Jake Hayner. Uh, he could have, he was actually in position for two interceptions yesterday while they were going through their two-minute drill uh, simulations in, in, in an in-game situation, or a simulation, excuse me. Um, and, you know, just one of them, he just couldn't reel in. And in the other one, he, he went over the top of the receiver instead of underneath the yes. receiver, trusting that he had help over the top. And if he would have gone underneath, he might have been able to get, make a play on the ball. Uh, and so, you know, outside of those little things, which, look, this is effectively a rookie year for the guy because he didn't have his rookie year last year, that's fine. You're, you're okay with those types of mistakes in training camp as long as you start to see them 
come together. And today we saw him choose to go under a receiver as opposed to over the top of the receiver, and he, he walks away with an interception because of it. So um, uh, I'm a fan of what we've seen so far from those three guys, and I'm looking forward to seeing them in full-speed action. All right, you and I discussed this on and off the air. Again, I want to know, and I'm sure the audience wants to know, what are you going to be looking for as you go to California and watch again the Saints and Chargers in, in, their, in their joint practice? And then, of course, when they come back against Houston, what are some of the position groups you're going to be concentrating on? Yeah, I'm really, really going to be watching the, uh, the trenches at this point, so the offensive line and the defensive line. We've seen the defensive line play very well so far here throughout camp. So now you have to answer the the all time you know conundrum of training camps when you watch a team's offense go against a team's defense. Is the defensive line really good or is the offensive line struggling? And you kind of have to figure that out. So being able to watch the offensive line go up against a different and also talented defensive line when it comes to the Los Angeles Chargers, and then watching the defensive line go up against a different and talented offensive line, whether it's the Chargers or the Texans in that case, uh, I think that that gives you a lot more context in terms of are these guys good or are those guys struggling? And so yes. uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm looking forward to seeing the Saints secondary group going up against some other uh, competition. And uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, uh, Chris Olave go up against some unfamiliar competition from over the course of this uh, offseason because he's had a spectacular offseason. And I just want to see if he can continue it again, uh, uh, when he's not across from familiar yes. faces. Beautiful. Always appreciate your time today. Double it. Appreciate you being on the TV and host the radio show. Tell everybody about how they can uh, follow you on social media, how they can check out your podcast, and how they can check out where, again, all your great writing is as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you can check out the uh, Locked on Saints podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, all the written work over at Saints News Network. And, of course, I'm here every Thursday at 435 with you, unless we're, you know, sometimes we, we move it around, but usually this is our time. Right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, make sure you go and check out our WLAE TV so you can find the, uh, the, the show that we did earlier, to get, uh, earlier today together because yes. uh, that was a lot of fun just running through the entire roster and, and all the biggest storylines around the Saints. Some great information. really was some great information. We appreciate it. Have, have a safe trip to Cali. We'll talk to you next week. That sounds great. Thank you so much, buddy. Take care. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. You too, bud. At Ross Jackson, NOLA. Again, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're in the market for a new system, they are authorized to sell some of the top brands in the, on the market like Amana. Amana, again, with their, their heat pump, with also, again, their incredible warranty. Uh, Burkhardt, again, if you need assistance in terms of repairing your system, they will come out and they will try to fix it. Okay, That's what they do. Okay, They're, they're Nate certified technicians. Again, they do the continuing education so they're up on the latest when it comes to air conditioning systems, and they're coming out with the intention of fixing your system. But if you need a new system, again, they have some of the top brands in the industry, and, of course, again, uh, they take on the tough jobs. They're not afraid of a tough job when it comes on an install, industrial, residential, commercial. They do it all. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, before you sign that contract with any other company, Call my friends at Burkhardt. Have them give you a price. Truly a company you can trust. A company I've trusted for decades. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Open seven days a week, all of them. Uh, lunch and dinner uh, at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, um, uh, Mambo's, and, and also Old New Orleans Cookery. And then, of course, at the uh, Mothership, the original, Oceana Grill, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you seven days a week. Open late, 1 a.m. in the quarter. Uh, and, of course, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, open late in Metairie. How hard to find a late place to eat in, the, in this town? Got to go to the Oceana family of restaurants. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. We will be right back. Mambo's. 
411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. If you have a medical emergency, go to your nearest Rapid Urgent Care. There are several locations to serve you. North Shore, South Shore, a total of six locations. You won't wait for hours to be seen by a doctor. In fact, most patients are in and out in just 40 minutes. Strep throat, flu shots, COVID-19 testing, x-rays, drug screening, or lab work. Go to Rapid Urgent Care. They can handle it on site. No appointment needed. Walk in with your ID and insurance card. For the location near you, go to rapidurgentcare.com. This report is sponsored by Wendy's BOGO $1 Deal. Wendy's BOGO $1 Deal is back at participating Wendy's. Buy a Dave Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, 10-Piece Nugs, or Medium Frosty, and get another for $1. Double your deliciousness. Hurry, this BOGO deal won't last. Good afternoon, eastbound I-10 between 610 and Downman, seeing some slow traffic right now. That's just volume slowing that we see. Stop and go between the Legion Fields and the I-10 merge. In South Claiborne at uh, Gravier Street, we are working an accident in the Central Business District. Also looks like uh, Franklin Avenue at Abundance Avenue, Abundance Street rather, an accident, General Meyer Avenue at Steeplechase Lane, a crash. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. I want to thank Gary Smith for joining us on the program. 
Also, Ross Jackson. Ross Jackson also joins us tonight on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. We thank him for, again, double-dipping with us today. Also, um, want to remind everybody, again, uh, about our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a fantastic meal at all the Oceana Family of Restaurants, from Oceana Grill to Mambo's to Old New Orleans Cookery. Also, the Hideout Bar. Uh, don't, don't forget also, uh, again, um, about, um, uh, I'm not them all, Mambo's. Uh, and, of course, um, open seven days a week for you. Uh, reminder, Saints did make a, a move today. Jalen Smith is now a Saint. Uh, Going to help him with the linebacker position. We'll talk to Ali Gassel coming up about the, the World Games. And then uh, um, also we'll talk about the Pels. And then last half hour of the program, Jordy Collada taking the day off today. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't move. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. Welcome back to In. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Hour number two. Of course, today's program brought to you by our friends at the Oceana family of restaurants Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Au New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. You're listening on 106.1 FM Nash Icon iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Don't forget about our social media platforms. We can catch our program each and every afternoon. That's right. We uh, post our radio show and our TV show on our social media platforms and always get even out great information as well as, again, very opinionated. At Eric underscore Asher on X, formerly Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on both Instagram and now on Threads. Ross Jackson joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight at 9 o'clock. No, I'm sorry, tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on WLAE TV2, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the news, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms this evening. It's already on the WLAE TV YouTube page for you at ericasher.com over the weekend. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base, but all podcasting platforms, so check us out there. I want to thank Ross Jackson and, and also um, uh, Gary Smith for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, we only have one guest. Ali Cassell is going to join us in about three minutes. We'll talk uh, world championships with USA Basketball. We'll talk about the Pels. And then I'll take that last final half hour. Jordy Collada is going to take the day off today. Uh, Jalen Smith signs with the Saints today, former um, linebacker with the uh, Dallas Cowboys and most recently with the New York Giants. Um, 
Uh, Anthony Barr left the other day without a contract. Uh, also, uh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt actually went to the Colts and visited them. And from what, what the uh, published reports are, uh, the Saints and the Colts were right there in terms of money. The Saints wanted to uh, defer some of the money in terms of a bonus, which makes a lot of sense, right? Because guess what? If Kareem Hunt's on the roster, maybe he's active for the first three games of the year when, when Kamara's out. Maybe, again, he's still active if there's an injury. But if there's not, it's going to be Williams, Miller, Kamara. Those are your three backs at this point. So, again, uh, the Saints, and like I said the other day, kind of maybe trying again, going to low, you know, kind of lowball these players as they get into you know, the, 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 the last few weeks of camp uh, as players try to find a, you know, a place to be able to land. So we'll see again ultimately how that plays out for them. Uh, but they did side Jalen Smith today. I'll be interested to see again uh, how he did. Look, he was in the Pro Bowl in 2019. Had 88 tackles, three tackles for loss last year, sack, and 11 starts for, for the Giants. Um, um, you know, again, uh, I'm sorry, 11 starts that, that year. And then, of course, uh, according to Jordan Schultz, uh, 21 tackles and a tackle for loss, uh, also with the Giants last year in, in with two playoff games. So, Look, he still has something in the tank. Hopefully, again, he's a guy that if Demario Davis goes down, he's there. If, if Werner goes down, he's there because they need that third linebacker that can step in. All right. I want to remind everybody about our title sponsor here on a Thursday. It is the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We've told you about Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. We've told you about Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. I want to remind everybody about Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street, three floors of which is the most beautiful restaurant on um, – on, on Bourbon Street, an incredible dining. you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. The Beefy Crunch Burrito is back at Taco Bell. Thanks to rewards members who voted for it on the Taco Bell app. Filled with seasoned beef and flaming hot Fritos, it's as crunchy and beefy as it sounds and as delicious as a vote winner should be. Get one today at participating Taco Bell locations while supplies last. Slow spots all over now as we're seeing Crescent City Connection uh, from Terry Parkway on uh, eastbound towards uh, the Earhart Boulevard area seeing stop-and-go flow in Algiers. I-10 East between Elysian Fields and Downman. Slow traffic. Also, Metairie. I-10 West between Clearview and Williams Boulevard. Franklin Avenue at Abundant Street. A crash. General de Gaulle at Holiday Drive. An accident. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. 
ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. I'm not saying I'm a back-to-school shopping expert, but I just went to Kohl's and found outfits my kids can wear for picture day, playdates, and every moment in between, and got it all for an extra 15% off. I'm talking jeans for under $20, tees for $6.99, and more. So if you want new school styles at old school prices, you know where to go. Select Styles offers in August 13th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. All right, welcome back. We apologize for the technical difficulties, but this hour is brought to you by friends at Mambo's, part of the Oceana Family Restaurant. Three floors of incredible dining, which is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. First of all, folks, you can you can dine in the authentic French Quarter courtyard. Uh, maybe again, you we'd rather go on a Bourbon Street balcony. Uh, how about a coming up, uh, going on on again Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar? Uh, of course, fantastic cocktails made by some of the great mixologists here in the city. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, but folks, so much more than just Cajun Creole cuisine. You got to get down to Mambo's, enjoy the great cocktails, and of course that fantastic menu. Uh, it's a perfect night out. Whether where again you're getting together with friends, family, maybe it's a date night. Maybe again you're trying to close that business deal man it's always a great vibe over at mambo's they serve lunch and dinner seven days a week you can find out more by going to mambonola.com and look when you finish up at mambo's if you decide to leave because it's going to be hard right you got the bourbon street balcony you got the rooftop bar you can you can dine an authentic french on a quarter courtyard have a few cocktails there maybe checking the picture windows out with all the craziness on bourbon street oh man when you get ready to leave go right next door because the hideout bar features live music with food great cocktails fantastic ambience and a 300 year old 
building with, again, a French Quarter courtyard. You can make your next Bourbon Street experience right there in the 400 block of Bourbon Street. 411 to 413, that's Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, joining us on the program now, our good friend Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights, which I think, again, is the is, is your uh, most comprehensive look, the best look you can have on your Pelicans. Great content all the time. Fantastic writers. Do a great podcast. Uh, and Ollie's with us each and every week. Ollie Cassell. Ollie, welcome to the show. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. You staying cool, my friend? <laughs> it's triple degree heat or something, isn't it? You know, it's just, I mean, look, Ollie, I've, I've lived, you know, I've, I've I've been away from the city for for a little while, but for the most part, I've lived here my entire life, right? My entire, I've never seen, and and, and then the, the weather people have said it, we've never seen temperatures like this, ever. No, it seems like it's been, what, are we now on seven or eight weeks straight? I'm not sure, but, yeah, Eric, look, you, you are happy when the clouds come, right? And just cover up yes. the sun because it feels a lot cooler, and those days have been rare. So, up north, they're getting rain. Down here in the south, it feels like the southwest, but with humidity, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on. Right. Well, I'm a, look, I love the barbecue, right? Okay, so normally I would be out, you know, again, getting the, getting the grill ready and everything in the evening. I, I wait now until it's almost dark, okay, because I don't want to be sitting over a hot grill uh, when, when, when it gets 100 degrees outside. So, I mean, at least we get a little bit of a breeze at night. But, man, it, it has been oppressive in terms of the heat, and it's not going away anytime soon. Every time I turn on the weather, I keep waiting for, can I see a rain? Is there, is there a chance of rain? Or All I keep seeing is hundreds of 98s across the board. Exactly. And you know what? Even my dogs, they've always, and look, I've had dogs pretty much my whole life, and right. they've always just wanted to go for walks whenever. But now that they can't wait until nighttime, because right now, yes. in the middle of the day, you can only make it about six six blocks. And even my might, and they're in great shape. Right? I've got a, a quick little uh, hound, and then also a, mm-hmm. an American Staffordshire Terrier. Plenty of energy, right? They can't even right. make it around, like I said, more than six, seven blocks in the middle of the day. And look again, and that's another thing for the pets. You know, you got to watch the cement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's exactly. so hot with, the, with again the pets' paws. You know, again, so you got to really watch that. And of course, of course, if you have pets that are outside, you got to continue to keep that water out there and and any shady place for them to be because, look, it, it is it is tough. And I, and I feel for anybody that's working in this right now. Yeah, and I'm glad you pointed that out because you're right, Eric. I, I even know certain dogs in a neighborhood that kind of spend most of their days outside, and I worry about them, but. Yeah, everybody's got to take make sure that they're getting enough water, right? Staying hydrated, staying cool enough, mm-hmm. enough. Don't forget your animals. Don't ever forget yep. them. Please. I mean, again, it's your responsibility. Okay, they're part of the family. At least they should be. All right, now let's jump into it. Um, uh, USA had a, uh, you know, they they played against a select team uh, with scrimmages. They they went up against Puerto Rico the other night again, uh, um, and. Um, uh, Brandon Ingram coming out with a, what? A, what? Uh, he had 11 points um, uh, in 21 minutes, uh, five rebounds, three assists, uh, and and two blocks, one turnover. Not a bad. I, I didn't get a chance to see the game. I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it, uh, but I'm sure you did. Talk a little bit about again uh, Ingram's performance, and then the team as a whole, how they looked. Right. So the game started, I think, a little bit later because there was a soccer game that carried uh, went into penalty kicks or something like that. So you had to wait a while. But yeah, Eric, I viewed on uh, Fox Sports one, like I said, and the team got to a slow start, couldn't make a shot, and things were kind of close for much of the first half. But then, of course, naturally, Americans pulled away, and it was really just a balanced scoring effort. I think they scored over thirty points in transition, right, forcing a lot of turnovers. When you look at it, Puerto Rico largely didn't have even, you know, 
G League caliber type of players when you look at their rosters. There's several, including Tremont Waters, as probably a lot of people in the area know of him. Had a great game, but other than him, yeah, they didn't pose a threat. So, balance scoring, I think seven players scoring double figures. Anthony Edwards, I remember leading the way with 15 BI, had a nice rounded line. And everybody played about 20 minutes. So, they weren't pushed at all. You really didn't learn anything because everybody that got, or everybody that was on the roster got into the game. Steve Kerr had his 10-man rotation. Brandon Ingram, of course, started it. And I'll be curious, once the games get tighter, what's going to happen? And we may get our first glimpse this weekend when they play uh, Slovenia and Spain. I'm hoping that we get to see what Luka Doncic is playing that game. Of course, Spain's mm-hmm. always got one of the best international teams. Right. So I want to see U.S. get pushed, because then we'll really learn something about this team. Yeah, I, I would agree. Now, there are tools of thought here. You know, I discussed this in the past, but I want to bring it up today. You know, Brandon Ingram, often injured, not willing to, to play through injury. Uh, again, fatigue, maybe again, getting uh, getting injured. Uh, on one hand, you say, man, you don't want – look, let, let him work out on his own and be ready for the regular season. On the other hand, he's working out now. He's uh, he's playing with the, with, the, with the national team, so he's going to be in good shape. If he's not injured, he's going to be in, in regular season form for the first part of the season, which, again, includes the NBA Cup. Where do you land on this? Should, are you happy he's playing, or do you are are, are, are you kind of cautious that he's playing? Uh, the, we know that Herb, that, that uh, both Trey and Herb were part of the uh, the select team. How do you feel about again when your players are part of these national teams? I'm ecstatic that he's playing, and I'll be honest, I wish Zion Williamson was there as well um, because I just feel like that the more both of these players are on the court, staying in basketball shape by playing basketball, the better it is for them. And David Griffin mentioned it uh, several months ago, where he feels like Brandon Ingram has never really started the season, at least here in New Orleans, in great basketball shape. Because what he did is he worked on his game and did a lot of strength training, a lot of weightlifting. But he wasn't in tune in terms of running up and down the court for 30 minutes, right? That's something usually a lot of players come into a season working on that in training camp. But as we've seen, that path has never really worked for some players like Brandon Ingram. So maybe by actually having his legs, and I like the schedule, right? It's not like he's playing every other day or back-to-backs, right, with Team USA. I mean, they, they played several days ago, and they don't play again until this Saturday, Sunday. So they have, what, five, six days off before they play a couple of games where he's not going to be pushed that much. They'll wait another almost week before they play another couple warm-up games, and then the tournament starts. So the conditioning, I think, is going to be improved for Brandon, and that's going to be a step forward without him getting pushed too hard. So I think it's a great, like I said, balance. And – I think anything is worth, you know, trying something different for a player that has struggled, right? And it's trending in the wrong direction in terms of games mm-hmm. played. So I, I just see positives here. You know, Ali, um, the buzz around Saints camp today was not about the Saints. It was about okay. Zion Williamson and Zion Williamson doing sprints out on the field where everybody could see him today, uh, looking like he's in good shape, working hard in a 100-degree heat, again, which is something I don't think any of us saw here in New Orleans before, but uh, that, that's kind of makes some of the fans feel pretty good about what's going on right now. And, of course, at least multiple multiple um, uh, reporters told me they saw him out there today. Yeah, that's good news, and it just confirms what we've been hearing this entire offseason. Zion's rededicating himself, pushing himself harder, and it ranged from as soon as the season ended to where he was seen around the practice facility a lot, working out with players like C.J. McCollum just been spending most of his time here in New Orleans during the summer, which is something he's never really done, to, you know, glimpses of, like you just said, what we've heard today, that 
he's really, really pushing himself hard. So it really confirms what he said to uh, Gilbert Arenas during the summer league, where he really feels like he let a lot of people down. He wants to right a lot of wrongs that he's committed. And so far, you know, it seems to be backing up those words. We'll see, because I feel like I've told you this in the past, Eric, a year ago, I thought he entered training camp in great shape because after we had heard how he had a personal chef and worked out with a personal trainer all last offseason. Didn't really get him anywhere. So, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm mildly hopeful. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Mildly hopeful that Zion Williamson is taking more steps, but I'm just hoping it translates, right? With his body, his physique, you just never know. It feels like a ticking time bomb. But the fact that he is doing something has to be a positive because that means he's probably going to keep his weight down or at least mm-hmm. go into training camp in a better shape and be able to ha- handle the rigors, right? Because that's what seemingly has held him back. He's been playing yeah, at too I, high of a weight, and that's caused issues. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, and um, you know, again, the fact that he, that he's out working out in 100-degree heat, again, if you're a fan, you have to say, okay, he is taking it seriously. And, 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 you know, trying to keep the weight down. Again, you know, and, and you know, I mean, no, nobody wants to be out this heat. Okay, much so again, even if you're an athlete, trying to be able to, be able to train is, is very difficult. I do want to shift gears from the players to the coaching staff because we don't talk about that a lot, right? But the but again the, the, the there have been some changes on the coaching staff uh, for this year. Borrego comes over again. We we know that Witherspoon has moved on. Let's talk about the change of the coaching staff and, and again your thoughts on whether it's an upgrade, a downgrade, or again really again uh, uh, really makes no difference. I think it's a tremendous upgrade. We both talked about it ad nauseum how. If there's one weakness or several weaknesses that Willie Green and his coaching staff had was lack of experience on that bench. And basically, you know, whether it's in clutch minutes, coming up with the right plays, on being able to effectively um, get the players to play a more cohesive strategy that leads to winning. So, for instance, shooting more three-pointers, right? Just, just having that standard of shooting more as this new modern NBA dictates. It just didn't seem like there was enough of those type of voices. Right, experienced voice. So I feel like James Borrego is exactly going to fill fill that mold. And more importantly, he's already got a relationship, right, with Willie Green. He was his uh, coach here in New Orleans, Willie Green's lone season, and they yes. uh, also spent some time in Orlando together. So mm-hmm. I think that's always been important for Willie, right? Hire his own guys, but also be comfortable with him. And I think now, I think he's going to be familiar with everybody on his bench, right? So you mentioned Teresa Witherspoon's gone, and she was, you know, she, she was brought in when Alvin Gentry was the head coach. So. The bit, I think the bigger the um, blueprint that Willie Green can make and uh, with people he wants around him, probably the better it will be in conveying the message that he really wants to you know, translate to the players. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's, there's several easy fixes that seem like in terms of experience, in terms of some strategies like shooting threes that just didn't translate in the, uh, last year, and they have to this year. Now, Borrego is an offensive-minded coach, am I right? Yes, he was known for really, um, once he arrived in, with the Charlotte Hornets, of really increasing their offensive production. And when you looked at the rosters he had, they didn't really have all that much to work with, right? That's when Kemba Walker played his best basketball. But what I liked is every year he got his team to overachieve, especially in clutch minutes. Great clutch minutes, uh, great clutch time record while he was with Charlotte. And he just known as having, um, you know, a good grasp of today's concepts in the NBA. For instance, Devontae Graham and his three-point shooting ways is one example, but he lets the players that can basically make the most damage 
figuring out a way to get them those open shots. So I think what he's probably going to be able to do here for Trey Murphy, um, several others that you just want to see receive more shots, I think we're going to see a difference. Jaron Collins was the lead assistant last year. Does Borrego move into that, that spot, or does uh, Collins retain his spot? I think Collins retain it, but I think Borrego gets something very similar in terms of title, where he'll be more of the offensive guy. Um, it'll be similar to how Alvin Gentry first um, – Steve Kerr's first year with Golden State. Alvin was the offensive guy, and then um, Adams. Ron Adams was a defensive guy over there. So I think Willie's probably going to operate similarly by keeping Kerr Collins in the same role uh, as more of the defensive guy, and that's what he's always done. Right With the Golden State Wars, he was known as being the guy who came up with a lot of their defensive concepts under Ron Adams. So he'll stay in his role. But I think, more importantly, it's just Bragg is going to be given a lot of the offensive reins. Um, is Mike D'Antoni back? I heard he's still a consultant with the team, so yes. Uh, kind of surprised me. I'm not sure if, if he actually signed a new contract, but from what I heard, he's still here. Right. How about Corey Brewer or Fred Vincent? Are those guys going to be retained? Yes, both of those guys will be back. I can't imagine Corey Brewer going anywhere. Me neither. He, me neither. If you just watch a few practices or pregames, he is so tight with uh, most of these players on the roster. And, um, of course, Fred Vincent, he's regarded as one of the best shooting coaches in the league, so couldn't imagine he would be going anywhere. And, and how about Casey Hill? Uh, obviously, he's staying too, right? Yeah, Casey Hill was the one that was in charge of basically the offense last season. And uh-huh. because it fluctuated, right, the offense was so poor at times, they thought about letting him go. But they're retaining him and instead just bringing in James Bragg. And I guess he'll operate above Casey Hill. So he'll just right. be still sitting on the uh, as an assistant on the bench with Willie. Now, how do you like this coaching staff as it's constructed? Like I said, I like it because, one, Willie Green's got familiarity with everybody. Two, I think finally it has that experienced voice that we've longed to see here since Willie Green got hired. And three, I just think you want a lot of continuity, right, Eric? If you're growing mm-hmm. the players, it's important for the locker room. It's also important for a rookie head coach, right, and, and, and his staff. So, I just don't really see any downside. I mean, obviously you would have liked to see maybe a bigger name come in and fly into the wings with Willie Green, like a Doc Rivers, but that that was never realistic expectations, right? right? So I think James Abrego, this was the best they could do while keeping a lot of the coaches that have made a good positive impact still here in New Orleans. And I got to feel, figure, I got to figure that Willie Green is is involved in that conversation, right? I mean, again, he knows Borrego oh, and. Yeah, Eric, what we heard is when he first got hired, he didn't have really much say. I think he honestly was allowed to pick maybe several coaches or have a say in several coaches. Now it's largely he gets to check the boxes because he has proven himself enough. And I know that David Griffin's now given him a lot more leeway and taken his consideration into making these decisions. Right. I think on the, on, on the um, basketball operations side, the only change they had was in analytics, right? I mean, everybody else is back. Right. They made significant chases there. We can't forget that the training staff's also gone some changes, right? right. Nelson. Yeah, but other than Is, is Nelson right. officially gone? I was going to ask that was going to be my next question. Um, or is he just is he kind of taking a back demoted. seat here? Last I heard, okay, he was demoted. demoted. I, that, that's, you know, you say it, and, and, and you say Aaron Nelson, you say demoted in the same, in the same sentence, and I'm like, I'm shocked. Okay, I've got to be honest with you. This guy was taught to be, again, the guru. Right. When I say demotion, Eric, what I mean by that, he's no longer the guy, head guy in charge. He's more. So he's not. He's no longer vice like president in, 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 in charge of player care and performance. 
Right, right. Okay. And so, yeah, I have to think that if there was another job available for him, he probably would have taken it with another NBA yes. team. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. since it wasn't available, he might as well say. Yeah, keep the salary rolling, no doubt about it. Ali, tell us about your great podcast, how folks can follow you on social media. And, again, if there's a, uh, uh, a company out there that would like to be able to join ranks with you guys, how they can do it as well. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work and podcasts over at www.thebirdrights.com where you'll get some articles. Uh, we're in talk days of summer, so we're doing maybe several a week and uh, podcasts maybe once a week. But once Team USA really starts playing in earnest, of course, we start getting closer to training camp. We're going to increase it just like we have in years past. And then once, of course, we're in the season, you'll get something fresh from us every single day. So please yeah. feel free. Feel free to reach out to myself or David Grubb. You can take our links or reach us through our social media on Twitter. If you have any kind of inquiries, whether you'd like to uh, sponsor us, do some advertising, you name it. There you go. Ali, thanks, thanks for the time as always. Look forward to our conversation every week. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for the season either. <laughs> I can, Eric. Yeah, I, I mean, one, we'll be away from summer. But, two, you're right. Let's see – if all this work that Brandon Ingram and Zion are doing just keeps them on the court. And if that happens, you got to think the Pelicans will be right there as one of the better teams in the West, easily right buying for the playoffs, maybe as high as a one, two, or three seed. Yeah. Be interesting to see again how this plays out. Thanks for the time as always, bud. We'll check in next week. Yep. Take care. Eric. Stay cool, my friend. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying. There you go. <laughs> Alex Sell of the Bird Rights with us each and every week here on the program. All right, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. You know, I, I talk about it all the time now because I'm, I'm look, I can rave about Burkhart. I just can't. I mean, I've known John 30 years. I'm, I'm friends with his sons now. I know his wife. Again, I know the family. I trust the family. I trust the company. And again, I, look, I got introduced to John uh, through a mutual friend. Got involved again. Uh, he got involved in a lot of the stuff that we were doing when I was when I was managing property, and uh, whether it was commercial, residential, uh, and 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 then of course from that uh, grew a great relationship. The relationship we still have today. Uh, I trust Burkhart, and I've trusted him for decades because, again, I've dealt with them for decades. Uh, when we bought our first home, uh, John was there, again, uh, doing the inspections for us, making sure the AC, uh, AC system, was, system was right. We needed to replace our AC system. We went with John Burkhart. We come to our new home. Again, the AC system's a little bit older. Again, when it was time to replace the system, we went to John Burkhart and Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Again, they put the amount of heat pump in our home, and I'm telling you right now, folks, it it, it, is, it has been a godsend. Even, and I, I'm not going to some wood here, but I'm telling you, we've had 100-degree temperatures, okay? And my house has been cool, and I haven't had any issues. Uh, when you look at, that, at, my, at my electric bill every month, my power bill, it is lower than, than again, if you look year-to-date the previous year, years before I had this new system in. So they're going to sell you a system that, that is going to be energy efficient and, and a system like a matter that has a great warranty. If you need emergency service... <laughs> They're coming in to fix your system. They're not coming in to gouge you, teach you, try to find a, a, a part that, again, is going to be astronomical and you know, maybe trying to push you into buying a new system or again, a, even a part that you don't need to have replaced that they replace. Because how many people really know about the inner workers of the air conditioning system? Unless you're an HVAC professional. You can trust Burkhart. The peace of mind I have when Burkhart well truck pulls up, and I know, again, that if there's an issue, it's being taken care of. If it's maintenance, it's being done right. Burkhart Air Conditioning. I've trusted them for 30 years. You can trust them as well. It's acpromise.com. It's so easy to remember. acpromise.com. That's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Eating. Truly a company you can trust. acpromise.com. We'll be right back. 
Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your pal with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Hey, folks, over here about my friends at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated by, since 1972 by the Piazza family. Uh, 51 years of taking care of your vehicle. You know, vehicles today are computers on wheels, right? I mean, they basically are, right? I mean, and again, the, 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 uh, when you know how cars have changed over the last, what, 30, 40 years? And one thing, again, that Tony Piazza's done, he's kept up with it. Again, he knew again a long time ago that again the the, the way the vehicles were going with a computerized um, uh, with a lot of computerized systems in it, uh, he went out and got the, again the latest diagnostic equipment. So again, if your vehicle is out of warranty, and uh, again you don't have to bring your vehicle to the dealership anymore, you can bring it over to Southern Tire. Same exact diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Same ASC certified technicians with again decades of experience. In some cases, those um uh, th- those ASC certified technicians have been have been with Southern Tire again for over a decade and decades in some cases. And then, of course, you have the Piazza family standing behind their work. Tony Piazza, Tony Piazza's, uh, Tony Piazza Sr., Tony Piazza Jr., Tony's daughter Jen, his wife, they're on site every day. 
So, you're, you're, again, it's a family-owned and operated business. Again, just tr- typical New Orleans business with the family there taking care of you. Then you got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. you got all the major brands. And, of course, a lot of those brands are on sales right now. Sale right now. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches. And, of course, you can always finance that over time. Don't also forget also about rims. If you like, like a great set of rims on, on your vehicle, maybe, again, yours are damaged, you need them repaired, or, again, you're looking to upgrade, Southern Tire's got a great selection of rims for you. It's your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. I trust my vehicle to Southern Tire. You can as well. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Hi, I'm Chad. And I'm Steve. And together, we're Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured, you deserve Dudley DeBosier, so you demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. And the only law firm in Louisiana with a no-fee guarantee. That means you pay nothing, no fees, cost, or expenses, unless we get money for you. Dudley DeBosier, home of the no-fee guarantee, backed by the black and gold. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. L-A-2-2-1-3-5-8-2. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Lowe's knows how to save pros time and money. Right now, save 10% on select concrete mix when you buy one pallet or more. Lowe's knows pros. Discount reflected in contractor's pack pricing and must purchase one pallet or more of same item to be eligible. Eastbound I-10 at Mishu. We have an accident. Right lane is blocked. It's stop-and-go traffic from uh, I-510, the Chalmette area. Uh, very slow in that area right now. Also, uh, looking at 610 East between Broad and the I-10 merge. Some traffic crawling. 59 northbound uh, between uh, MS-43 and uh, Sycamore Road. Construction work has it very slow as well. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Gianna family of restaurants. Of course, you got Mambo's, you got Old New Orleans Cookery, you got um, our friends over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and of course, Oceana Grill, the mothership, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor, voted one of the best restaurants in um, uh, in the French Quarter by TripAdvisor, open seven days a week for you, and of course, a place where you can get a fantastic breakfast. Breakfast starts at 8 a.m., goes to 1 p.m., lunches from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m., the dinner service from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m., until the party stops, they're open late for you, and of course, the dinner uh, the dinner service is absolutely spectacular. If you love a great breakfast, you've got to try the breakfast at Oceanic Grill. And then for lunch and dinner, come on, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. You also, again, have some great uh, American fare, great steaks, barbecue ribs, hamburgers, always, again, fresh seafood for you. You'll absolutely love Oceanic Grill. Fantastic cocktails will amaze. Char-grilled oysters made right there in front of you uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the front of the restaurant. You can belly up to the bar. You just have a dozen raw as well. Man, I'll tell you what, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street when you well, off Bourbon Street when you go to our friends over at Oceanic Grill. Remember, they got authentic French Quarter courtyard. You can dine in or, again, have a few cocktails. Also dog-friendly for you. Also, five private rooms for your next event. And can Oceana put on a party, man? 
Disneyland. They can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests in these five rooms. And, of course, you can also utilize the, uh, uh, the courtyard for, for dining as well. Oceanagrill.com is how you can find out more. Oceana Grills, always the best time off Bourbon Street, open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. All right, let's jump into it. I want to get, remind everybody that today, again, LSU was one of two uh, when it comes to recruiting. Caden uh, 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 Durham, the, the uh, four-star running back out of Duncanville, Texas, has signed. They lost out on his teammate, five-star edge rusher Colin Simmons, who will, who will attend uh, uh, the University of Texas. Uh, also, again, um, uh, today for the Saints, in terms of the injury report, Traquan Smith had a groin injury, still out. Rashid, Rashid Shahid groin out. Tyron Matthew, Demario Davis, uh, calf. Well, Tyron might have been a, 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 a Veterans Day off. Demario's got a calf. Andres Pete quad. Jesse James groin. Lucas Krull tailbone. Uh, and of course, Cam Jordan had a had a Veterans Day off. Kurt Merritt left the uh, uh, left the practice today with hamstring tightness. Uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr. banged knees and, and had some cramping. Uh, but Allen said none of none of the uh, uh, of the injuries are significant. Um, she, she, he's got to get back on the field before before the end of uh, of camp. And this is a, such a big week that's coming up for, for the Saints going out to Los Angeles, taking on the Chargers uh, in, in the control in the control practice, and then coming. Coming back to the New Orleans Heat and then taking on the Houston Texans and having to play and practice against those those teams over the next two weeks and playing them uh, uh, on those following Sundays uh, in, in the preseason game. So this is a this is where the rubber hits the road for the Saints. Okay, um, you know uh, today would have been would have been the last practice that you would have had a chance to see if you were a um, a fan. Uh, but let me say this: uh, when you um, Look at where the Saints are right now. Again, this is where you're going to find out if this team is a legitimate uh, playoff contender. How are they going to do against the Chargers? How are they going to do it against the Texans? Can they stay healthy? Uh, th- that's going to be huge for them going forward. Um, of course, we talked about the Tulane Green Wave a little bit earlier with with, um, uh, with Gary Smith. Unfortunately, Jordy Collada not with us today, but we'll get him back again on the program next week. But I do want to shift gears for a moment and, and talk about something that really, really hit me yesterday, man. You know, uh, Bollinger Shipyard has been around New Orleans, has been at that Algiers Point um, uh, facility. Uh, they've had that facility uh, for, for three decades. 33 years they've been at Algiers Point. Bollinger, again, one of the big, one of the big uh, major companies here in Louisiana. We know that, again, Boise Bollinger is really involved in politics. Um, uh, a, a registered Republican uh, who, again, uh, uh, gives, gives money to both Democrats and Republicans when it, com- when it comes to politics. Um, but they announced yesterday they are, they are consolidating their um, all of their um, um, shipbuilding um, onto the Gulf Coast of Mississippi, and it made me think. I'm saying, do we even build ships on the river anymore here? I mean, I, I, I think we'd be hard pressed, right? I mean, we have some places, may have some places that might do a little repair every now, but I don't think we do that on the river anymore. It's just one more thing that we've lost in, ter- in terms of again a, a major economic impact uh, for not just the city of New Orleans, but for the region as well. I mean. I get it. Bollinger, uh, again, probably wants to consolidate his stuff on the Gulf Coast because maybe it's a better option for him. But let me say this right now, and I said this on social media. Don't think for a second that the state of the city doesn't have something to do with this, right? Okay, with this departure. 
I mean, you know, you know, you got the out of control crime, you got an understaffed and inexperienced police force. I mean, those are huge issues facing the city right now. When you look at politically, come on. I mean, I mean, it's the same old same. Okay, it's it's, it's the next generation, the same old corrupt political organizations feeding at the public trough. Okay, there's no there's no innovative or forward thinking leadership right now in, in in New Orleans. I mean, that just hasn't happened. Okay, so. Yes, look, I will say this right now. There's no doubt. Bollinger has been a political insider. He is, okay? Uh, and, but, again, when you're, saying, when you're seeing a situation where the guy that also helped finance the mayor's recall, is this a situation where he's worried about retribution? Because let me tell you something right now. The Cantrell administration has been known about, again, retribution against companies in the city, restaurants, bars, whatever, again, for going against her. Okay, okay. That, that is a known fact in this town. That's not somebody making something up. That's not conjecture. That, that's not that's not a hyperbole. That's not rumor. Okay, uh, that, that has happened. There are many businesses that will tell you that there are many businesses that will never speak up because of that. So this really hurts, man. This hurt. This hurts a lot. Well, in terms of our economy, and it's just, again, this is another big company now that is moving out of the city of New Orleans, and, man, we're just in a little bit of a tailspin right now. Uh, uh, the, the council today voted 4-2 to, two to, to again, to, to move the Pantalba apartment back to the French Corp- Market Corporation. Uh, there's about a 300-person uh, waiting list right now. Uh, they'd be making about $36,000 a year on, on that apartment, which i got to tell you what, it's, it's not that much when you really think about an apartment in the French Quarter. Are you kidding me? I have a friend that also leases one of those uh, one of those uh, Pantalba apartments, uh, and he was on the long waiting list, right? So, Again, uh, that's supposed to revert back to the, the French Market Corporation, but the mayor has said she is going to veto that. Uh, it was a 4-2 to two vote today with only uh, uh, Oliver Thomas and, uh, and Green uh, voting against the, the measure. Freddie King from District C was, was absent. So, again, uh, to, have a veto, to, to override a veto, you'll have to have at least five votes. It'll be interesting to see where King falls Again, if there is a veto, is she going to, is he going to fall again with the mayor, or is he going to he's going to go go with the rest of the, the majority of the council, and and again take the discontinue this abuse of the city property that again that that should be put back in the commerce, no doubt about it. All right, I want to thank our fantastic sponsors that 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 uh, support our program, uh, and 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 want to remind everybody again about our friends at at, at, at Oceanic Grill. Mambo's, Old New Orleans, Kirkby, Bobby Bear's, Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Look, there are very few restaurants in the city now that are open past 10 o'clock. And I'm just telling you, there's not. Okay, so when you can find a place like Oceanic Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans, Cookery in the French Quarter, still serving, uh, still serving uh, until 1 a.m. in the morning. Bobby Bear's uh, Cajun Cannon Restaurant serving uh, on weekends till midnight. Come on, you you got you. That, that's a late night place to eat. It's one of the few we got left in the city. So hungry, late, out, maybe out with friends, family, maybe out on a few cocktails. You're looking to grab a bite to eat. Remember the Oceana family of restaurants, and don't forget about my friends over at Burkhart. Look uh, again. I said it before uh, and, and that, again, when you talk about generators uh, and, and, and my friends at Burkhart, uh, they, they are the experts when it comes to generator sales and service. Um, I, the, one of the best investments I've ever made in, in my home was a Generac generator from Burkhart. I mean, it, it is. I'm pure to the end. I never worry about the power going out. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've lived here now for six years, and we, we had the power go out a lot when we lived in Mid-City, right? We did. But... I didn't think we'd have the power going out as much as we do in Metairie. But it just goes to show you, that, again, this, the, the, the way the grid is right now, the, the condition of the grid everywhere. So 
You'll never have another power outage. If ultimately, again, there is a, um, uh, a storm in the Gulf, if, if there's a tropical event and you lose and we, we, we have to evacuate, you come back quicker. Or, again, maybe you may choose. Maybe it may be one of, the, one of the smaller storms may choose to stay in, and then you know you're going to have power. So Burkhart will, 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 again, take care of you. They got financing available for generators. They do a new install quality check after one month, which means one of their uh, generator team will come out and show you how to u- utilize the system. They handle everything for you from planning to permits to inspections. Their dedicated generator team does the whole process, does everything for you. Uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, in addition to the install, you get emergency service. You can have maintenance service as well. They have a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need. And there are generator generators right now ready to be installed in your home and your business. Never go another day without power. Call my friends at Burkhart. They will come out, do a consultation with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator, and then from that point on, Burkhart takes care of everything for you. Generator sales and service, it's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Uh, again, I mentioned this before about, about next week. Um, Saints travel to California. Saints have talked about now about the possibility of moving their, um, their training camp. Uh, I thought that um, West Virginia was a disaster. Okay, I just well, again, I know that was more about Sean Payton trying to be able to get closer to his girlfriend, now, now wife at that time. Okay, and they got talked into going to this resort. And I know a couple of the teams have been out there, but if you look at again, it was just a very very soft camp, almost a camp where it felt like like Payton was distracted. Right? Um, I don't know if they want to go back to the Greenbrier. Okay, I do think they're going to be on the road next year. I really do. I think they're gonna they're gonna take the camp on the road. Um, you know, they can they can make it about the heat. They can make it about the rain. Whatever it is, what it is. I don't I don't have a problem with every one, every few years going on the road. The camaraderie, uh, again, um, you know, team building, etc. But it'll be interesting to see where they go. Uh, and then this may be there. The maybe again, well, maybe a trial balloon. Maybe heading out to California. Saints when the when they when they when, when the Saints were uh, when first became a franchise, John Meekum took them to, took them out to California. They went out in California for a while. Then of course they went to Florida with Vero Beach. They you know they they did they would whether well, Thibodeau. I mean uh, uh, eventually again when uh, Tom Benson bought the team, they went up to, to Lacrosse. They've done Millsaps. They've been all over. Uh, but if they're trying to get out the deep south, it'll be interesting to see whether it will be Wisconsin. California, or they're going to go back to West Virginia. I think those are the options right there, right? So, again, is there, is there an opportunity for them to go back to lacrosse? And, uh, again, uh, or is another team utilizing that? Uh, is is, is uh, there a possibility, again, that we may see them back in California? I don't know. But I do think they're going to be on the road next year, and, and it is what it is. Look, all this – anybody wants, again, from the Saints is to have a healthy season – and, 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 for the, and for the team to be, again, a playoff contender, win the division, and hopefully have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, the last two seasons have been dreadful, absolutely dreadful. And you could say we're a little bit spoiled here in New Orleans, but they've been dreadful. Uh, the injuries have taken their toll on this team. I do not believe that injuries equates to being practicing here in New Orleans because if that was the case, LSU Tulane wouldn't have won what they won last year, right? Uh, again, they're, they're practicing the heat right now. Yes, LSU has a bubble. Tulane does not. Uh, but, again, we, as I mentioned before, we, we talked about this high school teams. Kid, high school kids have been practicing this stuff since June. But, again, there is something to be said about team building and, again, maybe taking a break and moving on. But as I said before, they still got to come back in August and get, and get rehabilitated to the heat, reacclimated to the heat all, all over again. So we'll see, again, how, the, how, that, how that plays out uh, with the Saints going forward. But this is a big couple of weeks coming up. Kansas City on Sunday, and then the next two weeks practicing against the Chargers and the, and the Houston, respectively. This is where we'll find out what type of team the New Orleans Saints have. All right. 
want to thank you guys for listening to the program today. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys again uh, tuning in. Don't forget, Ross Jackson joins me on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight. That's at 6 o'clock right here on um, on on, uh, on 106.1 FM. Keep it right here for Ken Trahan and, and also Michael Green for the bottom line, for the Life's Use Sources Bottom Line Sports Hour, which comes after our program every single Thursday. So keep it right here for that. I uh, want to thank all the sponsors sponsor our program, uh, including, again, our friends at the Oceana Family Restaurants looking for a great place to have your next event, maybe bring friends or family in that are in from out of town for a great cocktail, great meal. Try the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. If you're looking for live music in a French Quarter yard, a French Quarter courtyard setting, it's the Hideout Bar. All part of the Oceana Family Restaurants. You want to find out more about our sponsors? Go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow the sponsor sponsor our program. Every single sponsor we have, you click on their icon, it takes you right to their website. Everything you need to know about those sponsors is right there for you. I also want to thank Rudy back at studio. I want to thank our guest today, Gary Smith, again, of The Wave Report, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints Podcast, CrestedEsports.com, and Saints uh, News, Alec Cassell of The Bird Rights. Jordy Collada will rejoin us next week on the program. I'm Eric Asher. Again, coming up next, Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan right here on 106.1 FM. On the TV on WLA-TV, it's myself and Ross Jackson breaking down the Saints. That's uh, 6 o'clock on WLA-TV. Been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow for the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. From the dog, catch you the governor. It also includes the mayor. They all got to go. <laughs>